So last night a hypnotist convinced me I was a soft marble metal with an atomic number of 82. I'm easily led. So if you didn't guess, today's science is going to be about hypnotism. Modern hypnotism originally started with uh, an Austrian physician, Franz Mesmer. He believed <laughs> hypnosis to be a mystical force flowing from the hypnotist into the subject and actually came up with the term animal magnetism for this. The word mesmerism and mesmerise coming from Franz himself, from his name. Hypnosis has been somewhat of a mystery, with the people arguing of what it is for hundreds of years. Science has yet to actually figure it out fully too. What would it be linked to the mind, which is one of the most mysterious of subjects? And it's only a small part of that too. Despite science not having quite got there yet, psychiatrists generally understand the characteristics and the characteristics of hypnosis and have a model of how it works. Being in a trance state can be said to be like a daydream, or getting lost in a movie or book to the exclusion of most of the stimuli around it. It's an intense focus on the subject at hand to the exclusion of other thoughts. The trance state can be characterised by relaxation, extreme suggestibility and heightened imagination. And you're alert at all times, so it's unlike sleep in this regard. As briefly mentioned just now, you, you can be said to put yourself into a sort of self-hypnosis every day. In the sense that when you're watching a movie or reading a book, you've involved yourself in an imaginary world that seems real, that fully engages your emotions. These imaginary events can then cause you happiness, sadness or fear and causing you to jump. During hypnosis, you take whatever the hypnosis says as reality, as you are highly suggestible. Normally reserved people will do things they don't normally do. If he says this onion is an apple, you'll taste an apple. If he says your hand is twice its size, you'll feel as if your hand is twice its size. And if he says you're a chicken, you'll imagine getting hit in the face with a door. <laughs> but the entire time you'll be aware it's imaginary and you're just acting on a rather intense level. In this sense, he'll never be able to make you do something you won't want to do. That will harm you or go against your moral principles. So he won't be able to admit you that Space Pirates was any good. I don't know, I have seen a Columbo about hypnotism. <laughs> <laughs> Where that was that they actually said they wouldn't because the guy this guy was killed, mm. but he's but they but they but they said uh, oh the hypnotizing couldn't do it because he wouldn't get anyone to kill themselves you know by jumping out a window because that's mm. what happened. But what the hypnotist did in in the episode was he managed to convince the guy he was he was diving into a swimming pool when in fact he was actually just jumping out the window. Interesting. That's Columbo for you again. Mm -hmm. Just one more thing. Oh, well, one of the uh, prevailing explanations of hypnosis is that it's all to do with the subconscious mind. Uh, during day-to-day -day activities, most things appear to be controlled by your subconscious mind. Choosing what words to say, the route you're going to walk, remembering what the pin is for the pawn channel. <laughs> But your subconscious does all the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's accessing everything you know to construct your sentences, planning, and puts it all together and runs it by your conscious mind. 
most of what you do in a day is controlled by your subconscious breathing how you walk balance blinking it decides what you're going to do tests have shown that your subconscious makes decisions well before your conscious mind is aware of it psychiatrists or them <laughs> they believe uh, they believe that the relaxation techniques of hypnosis subdues your conscious mind somewhat so it doesn't have as much as saying the thinking process and lets your subconscious loose a bit like when you're asleep I think you should say about subconscious because I read an article recently about how your subconscious does a lot of things like what you said mm. so is there such a thing as free will if your subconscious is doing a lot of things before you even know that they're happening this all boils down to how you define free will I, I some people have a lot of problems with the fact that your subconscious does things before your conscious mind is aware of it and so they take this against God and free will and you know person and it's a real offence to own things but really if your subconscious is still your subconscious is still you it is still making all these decisions for you mm. it's just doing it before you are even aware or you have any control of it essentially your, your brain is just a massive computer it reacts to input stimuli processes something and returns an output and then that's what you do it's just a massive computer program yeah whether people want to define that as not having free will or not and get offended by it that's another thing well i don't know it's just like that's what philosophy is isn't it it's, just, oh, it's, yeah. the, it's talking about what's free will and what isn't i certainly have no problem with it you don't have a problem with it it's all science now because <laughs> basically because your conscious mind does a lot of uh, filtering and processing information before it relays it to your subconscious it's believed that by almost bypassing this and going straight to your subconscious it's like your subconscious is getting the ideas direct from the hypnotist rather than sorry it's like your subconscious is generating the ideas that are coming from the hypnotist rather than coming from the hypnotist itself so it experiences those suggestions automatically it's doing it itself it tastes the apple instead of the onion and because your memories are stored subconsciously psychiatrists use it to try and help you access forgotten memories whilst most of this is logical reasoning there is some evidence supporting it mm. some experts say that most hypnosis is self-induced you don't particularly need an expert to induce hypnosis with proper relaxation and focus you can do it yourself the only difference is when a trained psychiatrist is there he's only acting as a guide and it's yourself that actually puts yourself into a trance there's no physical change during a trance other than slowed heart rate and respiration but that's just due to being relaxed I'm always relaxed right? yeah I am chilled I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, chilled myself last day cool unless I'm at work <laughs> well are you hyper work? yeah I'm usually chilled at work most times Brain scans, however, they uh, do show changes. There's a significant difference in your brain waves between when you're awake, asleep, and dreaming. And when you're under a trance, your brain waves resemble more like those you will have whilst you're dreaming, and less than those which uh, 
of when you've been awake, which face the hypothesis mentioned earlier. Scans of your cerebral cortex have also showed similar results, with decreased activity in your left hemisphere and an increase in your right. With your left operating on logic and deduction, a reduction in this with an increase in your imagination and creative right side, you again get more support for this hypothesis. As mentioned earlier, it can be considered that it's yourself that introduced that induced the trance state. To this end, it's logical that in order to go into a trance state, you must be willing to be hypnotised. You must also believe that you can be hypnotised and you must be relaxed. With those basic criteria met, a hypnotist can guide you into a trance. Some of the most common techniques include fixed gaze induction, where you focus their intention so intently on an object that other stimuli are tuned out and they are guided into relaxation. It's not quite so much used these days though. That's, uh, that's the old waving the swinging watch routine or the hypnotic disc and things like that. Alright. Another method is to rapidly over them, overload the mind with sudden firm commands. If it's forceful and convincing enough, the subject will surrender their control. It's often used on stage shows where the subject being on stage can render them more susceptible to commands. Psychiatrists usually use a method of gradually bringing on complete relaxation with soft tones and guiding imagery to ease them into full hypnosis. This is generally the same method used for self-hypnosis. Another method is to cause loss of balance by creating slow rhythmic rocking which causes a loss of equilibrium. This is frequently used by parents to put babies to sleep and then get them pretend they're chickens or something I presume. Besides stage performers then there's the uh, medical profession that also use hypnotism. Whilst in contact with your subconscious they can suggest things such as overeating and link them to undesirable things like nausea or something. And if that sticks it can help a patient to cut down eating. Or similarly for other things with confidence or happiness. This sort of habit control treatment, especially when done in seminars and not tailored to an individual, has a much higher chance of well, I mean, having temporary results. Other controversial uses include using uh, hypnosis to access some long forgotten memories. But because the subconscious is so active, there's a high chance of forming new false memories. Then there's the herbal medicine equivalent to, and using it to cure patients of pains and illness. I went to see him this the weekend. He wasn't that good, but I would like him to have sex with my wife every weekend. See, what he's done there is that he's just convinced you that you have a wife. Yes. <laughs> he's going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end, hypnosis is real like taking a placebo. You believe you're taking medicine and you get better. You believe you're being put into a trance and you're in a trance. So it doesn't necessarily mean the hypnosis isn't, isn't necessarily a thing. It's a definite measurable thing. You you are in a trance, uh, but it's a state that's induced by yourself. But if but if your if your personality is such that you can't be hypnotized, you won't be hypnotized. No. Right. Essentially. 
which I've never been hypnotised. Uh, I've been to hypnotist stations and things like that. I've never been hypnotised ever. But I have always thought But I've that never been to hypnotist stations. I've always thought there's no way he's going to be able to hypnotise me, and I have thusly never been hypnotised. Gav, you've been hypnotised. This is all. I am not going to all, sleep with your wife. This is all hypnosis. You're still on stage. Did you actually think you'd agreed to doing this mm. drunken time travel podcast? Mm. <laughs> I did when I went to uh, a hypnosis station. I would like to be hypnotised. But I thought scientifically there is no way that this possibly works. So I can't see how we can possibly do this. So I went along with it and... Uh, so, so like Kirk... Thusly, I could not be hypnotised. So like Kirk, you destroyed him with logic. When I say it's all an area of the mind which is still a very unknown area, there's a lot we still have to learn. Well, a, a, a lot of the mind is an unknown area. Mm. The mind is an unknown area. But I think we can all learn from this that uh, we don't have free will. Yes. And Happy sleep time. Hypnotous <laughs> jokes are awesome. <laughs>